Welcome to Buggin' with Allie. Okay, this so sorry. Go ahead. No, I was saying this is different. I'm I'm in I'm in the other seat now, so it's <laughs> kind of cool. This is kind of cool. A little nervous because I'm not usually a guest. Oh, stop! I will I will, I will do my best. No, you're fine. You're fine. All right. Uh, and then if you don't mind, after we're done sending me like a list of your socials so I can put it in the description box and then yeah, we can refer to them, sure. of course, you know, in the. Okay. You, you got ready? It. I am ready, Eddie. Let's go. <laughs> All righty, you guys. What is up? So we are here with our first. Um, first of four guests that we're having this is a very big episode as you've probably already listened 30 minutes in and we're talking about abuse um, so not not necessarily a fun topic like normal but uh, it's good to get serious it's good to talk about these things for all people involved um, including myself and people listening that can relate um, I was once told that you learn more about yourself others and life itself when you actually listen to someone else's experiences and learn how to incorporate those into your own life. So everybody welcome Professor Liquid, aka Isaiah, my best friend. <laughs> my my new on? best friend, my new best friend. But we've gotten very close and I'm super happy yes. to have you. Welcome. Hey, what's going on? Like it's, this is I was telling Ali, you know, before before we jumped on, I was like, man, this is this is different. I'm a guest. <laughs> now like this is a paradox <laughs> usually i'm the one bringing people in so I'm, I'm in i'm in her house now and i'm gonna do my very best not to knock over anything on the table and you know <laughs> and everything like that so how, how's everybody doing i hope you all having a wonderful day thank you for having right. me I, i'm extremely honored oh man no worries we're like i've told you guys we're we've become so close um and just, just and the, not even like as uh, just content creators, you know, everybody that's a content creator, you know, fellow content creator, they're like, oh, we're so close. And like, they don't mean it. Like, we're, <laughs> we actually talk outside of, you know, partnering and collaborating. So I love that, you know. We do. We do. All right. It's been a wonderful journey. Yes. Yes, it has uh, for both of us. And we've, we've had our ups <laughs> and downs with... Yeah with all kinds of stuff and yep. who would have thought that those events happening actually did contribute to the closeness. So I love that. I love it. I love when life works like that. Really <laughs> Just kind of works out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, you're not trying to you're not take me down. Thank you, life. I appreciate it. You know? Right. Oh my <laughs> God. That was like the whole theme of 2020. Let's be honest. Like, yeah yeah oh, oh, actually right. i don't know if you've recently been in the stream so like uh, side note since we're talking about that just as a joke uh yeah. the other day we were making new emotes you know i figured hey new year new emotes yeah. so you know i did what i used to do a while ago and i was so small is create them but like on stream and then have the chat help me oh, that's nice. I, well, I surprised them with one of the emotes being a Karen and it had a mask on. <laughs> it said anti twenty twenty. So I'm dying that we're talking about like it's like literally that was the entire year. It was like this yeah, year, yeah. you know what Karen I think? I think that this year and and I'm gonna say this because I honestly feel this way, twenty twenty one is definitely going to have a lot of high expectations from everyone given this past yeah. year. You know, everybody, ster like stereotypically speaking, we always want the new year to be better. Am I right? 
That's true. No, and, we really do. We and really I do. feel like the best way to describe 2021 is the Phoenix, the rise of the Phoenix. This is going to be the year that people are either made from the trauma of 2020 or broken from it. So it, only time will tell, you know, That's who, true. who is That's who's going to use it as their fire. I'm trying to be that third option. I'm trying to read <laughs> keep going, you know. Nice. Like, oh, that's a flesh wound. Let me keep going. So. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. So, so I'm super excited um, to talk about this with you only for the simple fact that you and I had both discussed how much of, uh, well, how we believe that we are empaths, right? You and I yeah. are light workers. Our job is to be here on this earth to help people, right? Yes. So. 100%. Yeah. So like this conversation that we're having about abuse, it's not just to claim victimship of everything, you know, it is, it's clearance for us and our soul, but clearance for the reader or the listener, the person that is looking for that closure, the person that needs to hear this going through whatever it is they're going through that is somehow similar to your background or mine or anyone else that'll be featured on this show and for future episodes. So um, I had sent you some questions, but you know how we do. We just kind of talk about them and and brush through them. So what was your take on those, on those questions just to kind of ease in? What was your general like first impression of this? Well, given, given whom I knew I was (laughs) going to work with, I knew you weren't, I knew you were going to be very gracious, but I knew you're going to be very, you know, direct and to the point, um, because you want your listeners, your your audience, your community to take in as much information as possible. And you know, you I know you're the type of individual who is in pursuit of real stories, like real content you can see critique into. <laughs> yeah. So you know, those so. When you when you work with someone like that, you get a little excited. So you know, even though the the, the subject matter today is uh, may, may bring up a couple of memories for either for myself or listening or watching out there, um, okay. I was it was ex- I was excited to you know discuss this topic because you know on on, on my, my <laughs> own podcast I I haven't touched an area as, as sensitive you know as that. So I it was I was I found a great level of appreciation for it. It's like oh wow, okay. What better what better thing to talk about after the year we've all right. had, you know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, okay, I'm 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 willing to, you know, share my story in hopes that, you know, not to traumatize other people, um, <laughs> but you know, to inspire them and to give them some form of uh hope to say, Hey, you know, I know times can and you know, will be dark and you don't see a way out, but eventually you do find your way out that tunnel that darkness and for that we're grateful yeah i know right it's this if someone like me can make it you know given the story that that i'll share today (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and honestly i'm sure that the person listening will appreciate it too you know so we're we're honoring you trusting us and all of my people and the people listening are are honored the fact that you can open up about those things and, and bravely come out and talk about, you know, and I know you and I have privately talked about that. It's not easy, you know, no, to admit no. that, that these yeah. things are happening. So, right. Exactly. Oh, you're right. <laughs> All right. So, um, I, we kind of answered the first part of this question, but what are your ideals on the topic of abuse? You know, the idea of it, why do you think 
that is it is even in existence that word or the idea of abusing somebody why do you think that it is even a thing um i think for i mean this could this could that's a very weighted question but i'll do my best to be as compact as possible while mm-hmm. still providing you know wants uh, and so many ways so the thing about abuse is at least from my understanding is that a great many people are uh you know they they carry a great burden and you know mm-hmm. the trauma you know their pain um, just from everything that life has given them and mm-hmm. you know some and sometimes you have people who look at you know their past situations and say okay those are learning experiences you know never to let you know let that happen to me again or mm-hmm. to you know use it as a teaching moment to teach someone else so they can avoid the situations that they went through and and sometimes and well oftentimes um unfortunately you have any look at those situations i mean no one deserves to endure pain of any kind right um but everyone is deserving of opportunities to grow up but those situations unfortunately let's say heartbreak from some boy or girl you liked or let's say a friend betrayed you whatever right yeah it's those moments in, in which you know you look at yourself and you and you say wow I'm hurt by that situation i don't want to have it happen again so mm. you subconsciously put that pain in the back of your head and you don't address it you just ignore it and numb yourself to it and that's not the healthy way to go so for at least for me you know as someone who grew up experiencing you know all kinds of abuse you know from a very young age mm-hmm. you know i know i know i never want to have anyone i care for like ever experience that for me like friends family right. partners you know whomever you know cuz and my heart goes out you know to anyone you know that's experienced it you know because so so many people suffer in silence honestly like you never know right. uh, your classmates your coworkers your someone at your local church if you're religious or just whomever you just don't know someone out even in out the community you know in the twitter sphere or twitch or wherever you you you'd like to go and consume content you don't know what kind of stories behind that person's eyes right. you know so my thing is abuse in any form is is very traumatic you know as i said before you know a lot of people you know when they think of abuse you know uh physical uh comes up the most yeah. you know it's, it's what you see on tv you know yeah. quite a bit you know in, in other forms of media um however you know mental mental abuse <laughs> a lot of people would say it's more damaging i i would mm. even say that yeah um because it's the, it's the scars you can't physically touch and heal it's the ones you don't see it's the ones that people carry with them you know from uh, adolescence to adulthood um you know the, the the trauma left behind from that is just sometimes too much for people to compensate for or to overcome right so the thing is about mental abuse like it, it hinders your development it affects your perspective on trust love communication you know and 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 so much more you know as you get older like even even the way you talk to like as i already mentioned communication even though you talk to people as far as like making friends or standing up for yourself like right. it, it just it hinder it hinders you and shackles you so much and it's like you're it's like the sissy foot you know with the mm-hmm. pushing a rock up the hill and you're slipping constantly you're just trying to carry it with you and it just keeps knocking you back down no matter how hard you try right and i think people take that uh, you described it so well but i think people take that as reasoning to justify why they're living Mm -hmm. with it or why they you know i did it for a long time i think a lot of us do and um you know i could relate to that perfectly you know I, i and i've even told you this in our private messages i felt like in the relationship i i was in and where i was living 
I had to tell myself that this is what I needed to do. When in all reality, no, you know, there's, there's other ways I could have done it or got out of it in a better way, you know? So I think people definitely use that, you know, I'm trying as, I'm, uh, I'm trying as hard as I can stereotype when it's like, no, you can try harder and you don't like work smarter, not harder type thing. You know, exactly. you're, you're yeah. hurting yourself when you do that. And I think, I think another thing too, um, and this is both for, you know, those who were unfortunate victims of abuse and those who are the perpetrators of said abuse, mm-hmm. um, admitting that, admitting that you need help is arguably one of the most greatest hurdles that either one has to overcome because, right. you know, based on a person's culture or their mm-hmm. own worldview, or that's been shaped from the experience or just from the people they grew up around, oh, uh, oh, you, oh, you need help. Oh, you're weak. No, that means you're strong enough to admit that right. you need help. That's actually a sign of strength. And for yeah. those who, unfortunately, were the perpetrators of state abuse, whether they unknowingly or knowingly did it, admitting that you need help, that you have issues, takes a great deal of strength. It doesn't mean you're weak. It just means that you're okay with not being okay enough to go seek, you know, professional help. And there's resources out there for everybody. I'm sure. Definitely, definitely. And I think um, when you when you approach a person that is dealing with that, the best thing you can do, yeah, (laughs) patience and like showing that love, compassion and love changes things. I've always tried to even prior or before my relationship with that person, I always try to treat certain not even certain basically anything that got through my way I try to treat it with love versus you know reacting to it um doesn't always work that way (laughs) but I think (laughs) if you if you have that in your mindset that from this point forward if I just treat everything that happens to me with love rather than hate I will get the better end of the end product, if that makes sense. That's very easier said than done, especially when we're talking about abuse. But um, it definitely, it will change your perspective on a lot of things that will end up happening to you as a result of abuse. I see that now, definitely. Um, What would you say to someone, um, since we're kind of talking to the reader right now, or the listener, and whoever is currently experiencing this what what would you say to someone that is experiencing it and and feeling like it is the end and and like it is the last straw that like if you just had to say one thing to them or phrase or something what would be your life-changing advice that you could utter to them to to wake them up from what they're going through um, well, I guess like with anything, it, it depends on the person. Um, Very I wish general, that, you know. Uh, yeah, speaking, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Speaking no, like you don't no, know I, the situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I was just saying, like, I, I was saying, I wish there was a universal way to like wake someone up out of their out of their situation, this <laughs> that they're in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as far as uh, the, you know, the advice I would give, I mean, it, it, I would just like with any. I think like with myself, I think one of the things that was the most reassuring for me was knowing that there was people out there who genuinely cared because um, I, I can't speak for everybody, just from my own experience. When I was dealing with abuse growing up in different forms, I felt like no one gave a shit. Yeah. I really, like, I, felt, I felt like no one cared. Yeah. But then I, I met some individuals who consistently, that's a key, and genuinely, the other key, uh, showed that they wanted to be there with me. 
So yeah. if I were to generally say something, even not knowing a thing about what's going on in that person's life, I think just telling them and show and letting my actions align with my words by saying, I'm here for you, however I can, whether you just to listen to you, to help find resources for you, to, to help you get out of that situation, however I can, so you can live a life, so you can heal first and then live the life that you were always deserving of, then I would definitely do that. I think that's one of the most important things for right. the people in that situation is being a uh, reassuring and consistent presence of calmness in their life. For sure, for sure. I think um, people... And like you said, you know, they, they're hurting in silence. Sometimes you don't even know. Exactly. You yeah. just being nice to them. There's plenty of times where I've just gone on a game, right? And I use game as an example because we all can relate. Most of the people that are listening, you know, know me through Twitch or Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Say you're playing a game, right? And there's someone playing that same game. But you guys, you're playing the same game. But you're coming on it because you've had a long day at work, you know. And then the other person, that is their getaway. That's literally their getaway to escape life and work and their relationship whatever and you tell them hey man good luck have fun versus don't fucking die you're a piece of shit those two yeah (laughs) those are two different you're you're saying two different things however one is obviously treated with a positive or love attached to it that energy that aura you're giving some of that to that person and then the other one is just toxic, you know, which we all know somebody. There's always a Kyle in every game. We know. Yeah. <laughs> I had some of them on Valorant sure. last night. We know. Right. There's <laughs> always one. There's yeah. always one. But I try to, you know, I try to do that. I try to include that little bit of, like, positive vibe on every game, on every platform. Everybody. And it, I got to say, it makes a huge difference versus, versus you just coming at it like, I'm better than everyone and just like I don't know I I don't understand where people come from with the idea of being a jerk is good um and then that kind of just leads on to them eventually abusing someone at some point because they have that ego already set like I'm better than everybody I'm untouchable once they have that in their mind and it starts from a young age kids now versus our generation or yours or anyone older than us huge difference right hey no you're right no that's that's one of the things that people don't think about too like when you when you grow up let's say you play with kids in your neighborhood or your school or intramural sports you know surviving that as a teenager it it takes a huge mental toll i i've spoken to so many friends i had back in high school Mm -hmm. which wasn't too it wasn't too far long ago (laughs) you know that that, you know say hey so how'd you enjoy high school Oh, I freaking hated it. I'm like, wait, why? He said, man, because I was bullied, you know, so much. And, you know, for me, yeah, I had some pretty, I had a pretty wide varying range of experiences in high school. I did sports. Mm-hmm. I joined clubs. You know, I wasn't inherently bullied. You know, I got, I got, a, I, I got roasted for falling, for tripping on the stairs, you know, when everyone was switching classes one time. And, right, right. You know, that's, but my experience wasn't that bad. However, um, I dare not ignore and disavow the experience that other people had. And, and, and you, you you made a, a really good point about, you know, someone smiling and say, hey, good luck out there. Um, there's a story that I always tell people about how one small action can just change the outlook of a person's life. Mm-hmm. So there was so this kid who, in, in, in freshman year, who was getting bullied every day. He was, like, getting bullied a lot by these group of kids. Mm-hmm. And he got to the point where he wanted – he wanted to, he wanted to end he wanted it all oh. to end so uh that friday 
um, going before going to school, he um, already made plans, already wrote a note that he's going to leave to his mother, um, who's a single parent, and got to school, went to school the entire day, went to his locker, got all of his books um, from the locker, getting ready to take them all home, just empty out his entire locker. And he was getting ready to leave the school. Those bullies again showed up. They bullied him incessantly at that point, and another person happened to see it finally, and they chased him away. And that person, uh, as as he was, as the kid was picking up all of his books, was saying, um, was crying. The other guy was like, "Hey, are you okay?" And he was like, "Yeah." He said, "Hey, let me help you out with that." So helped the kid. He didn't know the kid was going to go home and suicide or attempt to commit suicide. Yeah. And told him, he's like, "Hey, um, I hope you're going to be okay." Um, I'll see you Monday. That's what the other person said. And something in him changed that day. The kid went home and after a huge back and forth, decided not to commit suicide. And that following Monday, came decided to come back to school. Saw the other guy and he said, hey, what's, hey so how's, how, how are you doing? How was your weekend? And he smiled at him. And fast forward three years later, those two became best friends they became like they became huge best friends that kid that was bullied found so much confidence within themselves and went from being bullied to being valedictorian of their graduating class and 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 also became a a very a very attractive um confident you know young young man and at the graduation ceremony um, he went on stage of course and spoke about his experiences that, that freshman year three years prior and he said that, you know, at one point I wanted to end my life, but I'm standing here today to show you that your life isn't always end up the where it started. You can always end up being better if you don't give up. I had someone who didn't know me give me one small kind act of just being there and, yeah. and smiling and saying, hey, see you then. And now he's my best friend. And now I have so much more in life to look forward to. Oh. So... That's my message to all of you. So that that was that's a beautiful story yeah. because there's so many others <laughs> that because it just shows just being a presence in someone's life sometimes is all that person needs to push through. I agree. I agree um, so much. <laughs> I mean that. Yeah. That essentially is why I started streaming. I mean, let's be honest. You know, we all because yeah, you support everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a time where. Even though I had friends and I had a relationship and I had a place, I had my own car, I had my own things, but I was empty in the inside. You know, I didn't have connection. I didn't have love. I didn't have purpose. The only thing, and I know this is going to sound super selfish because I always say this, you think that because I have a child, like that's all I need, but there was something still missing inside me. And, um, you know, I can't compare myself to people that don't have children, but, you know, the the guilt that follows that feeling <laughs> of, like, knowing that you love, you know, your <laughs> child, but, like, it's not enough, that makes yeah. the depression even worse. So, yes. you know, like always, yeah. there's something or someone that if you can find a passion or, or someone that can help stop you from thinking that way and, like, convert it and hype you up and where you're good at something whatever it is you know make that your productive like way there's so many people i talk to that like find things to do to i guess get out of the depression that end up being their passion you know you you just never know what is going to work out in this life life is definitely a gamble and i feel like you should take advantage of 
meeting people and learning new ideas. You never know what ideas may sprout in your own mind as a result of talking to someone for like five minutes, you know? No, I, I think with you, um, when you said uh, about, you know, being a mother, you know, uh, that's one thing I'll, I'll never understand as a man. I'm not saying because I don't ever have to, the energy to understand is just because I won't ever understand because it's, I can't ever experience it in the way that women can. Right. You know, like postpartum, like I didn't, I didn't know how much that affects women, especially after pregnancy. Sometimes it comes years later mm -hmm. you know, after the child is here and you know, when you, when you talk to them, someone say, yeah, I feel like I'm not enough, you know? And when you also, when you mentioned about, because I don't think it's selfish to say, you know, what you said, because some parents, it, it, maybe you know, so maybe you don't, some parents live vicariously through their children, you know? That's true. they feel empty inside, and then they put such an insurmountable amount of pressure on their children to do things or they want to live through them to do things and not allow them to navigate life in a more organic way right. that they're allowed to. And so then that child becomes affected by the pressures and the, the trauma of the parent before because the parent didn't want to address uh, their issues or anything. So they kept projecting. And so now you have two individuals who are now affected by the same thing. And so the, the, you got to break the cycle when it comes to stuff like that. And so I'm very happy that you've, you know, um, explored every avenue outside of just your you know, child in order to right. find that level of uh, balance and completeness that we all should strive for, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not yet. Yeah, not all of one thing can make, and that's what people, and I think, in this life confuse. One thing, one sole thing will not complete you completely. Money. Money. Or, um, you know, sex. Or, um, I'm trying to think of just random things. You know, like, everybody has, like, this idea that one thing is going to make it for you. And I'm sorry to break it to you, but like, no, <laughs> life is a combination of many things that it's really up, ultimately up to you to find that balance in between all those things. Um, and I think this episode is teaching us that, you know, I went back and listened to a lot of it, you know, in the other um, interviews and it's like, wow, each of us has a story, you know, and we've said this before on even your podcast, each of us has a story. We all come from somewhere and learning all these things, you kind of get a little more appreciation for said person or said content they create or whatever. Cause it's like, wow, you know, you know, the back end to it and what it took to get there. No exactly. successful person didn't struggle. There's very That's few, true. there's very, very few. Very few that, Cause, and those few, we don't even, we just kind of, not even scoff or anything, but we just kind of like, eh, whatever, because exactly. it's, it's apparent that they were going to get there anyway, just by being given. It's the ones that didn't just be given things. Cause yes, of course, you know, people give their time or their donations or their whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about people that actually worked hard and got given things because of the appreciation for them working hard, which like, that's... trial and error yeah exactly <laughs> uh why do trial you think people choose uh keyword choose because you have to make you have to manually make the decision to abuse someone so why do you think people choose uh to abuse someone or something hmm now that's that's a very interesting that's a very interesting question. Uh, I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my best to at least provide you know perspective on why it happens. Um, 
oftentimes you'll find that hold on one wives, second i'm sorry mom no no it's fine um oftentimes you'll find that the, the why uh no the, no sorry the uh, the what never justifies the why like you know what would lead you to do that and <clears throat> when you sit down with that person whether they go to therapy fortunately station sometimes um dig deep a little bit deeper into that person's psyche you'll find history of abuse you know at different points sometimes you'll find mental disorders um you know there, there's a whole there's a litany of things that you can always trace it to uh, however i guess from my experience when i was growing up i often found that i guess as i got older i, I started understanding not understanding the abuse <laughs> i don't even get the wrong idea but i just i started understanding right. like wow that individual well mom man she carried a lot of pain with her she really really did and it was i used that as a as a lesson for me despite whatever pain i experienced to not put that on other people to not keep it contained but to let it to dispel it <laughs> in a healthy way so right. that so that it's like it's like it's like gas or, or that you it's like intangible you can't see you can't see the pain you feel it oh it's all there yeah you feel it but you have to dispel it you can't keep the pain with you because the, the the pain that helps you grow is gonna all oh, it's not gonna ever stay as pain it's gonna stay it's gonna become an experience the pain that's just there and just hurts and eats away at you in your psyche and your spirit and in mm -hmm. your heart that's the ones you have to actually heal from and fell. And often you find people who elect to make those sometimes irreversible decisions. Mm -hmm. You'll find that they have a lot of void. Um, there, there's a lot of missing pieces of themselves. Like we're all we're all puzzle pieces. Mm -hmm. all, that's why we, that's why we all connect to one another is so, sometimes so fast and some and even more so well with one mm -hmm. another because we're just ourselves. But then when we connect with other people who are either like-minded or allow us to see the world differently mm. find yourself immediately reaping the benefits of the world so an abused person when they i'm sorry an abusive person when they abuse they are the broken puzzle pieces right. and they're trying they, to feel that yeah and, and 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 oftentimes the unfortunate part is through violence or mm -hmm. through keeping people away and or drugs keep, yeah keeping that pain in because the pain takes over and it, and it consumes you and that's the sad part and the numbing only works for so long i don't think yeah. they realize that you know yeah. it's only gonna work for so long before what happens then what happens it's when gonna you come sober back. up yeah <laughs> if you've ever had if you've ever had a, a, i've had all four of my wisdom teeth removed right when that novocaine no when, they put me under for my surgery um and when when that when that numbing medicine wore off, mm -hmm. all that pain came back at Ooh, once. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I, I wanted to, I said, I, I wanted to, I want to go away. So that way for my jaw to swell. I felt like Kanye oh, in, in off his first album. Like that's, that's, oh, uh, my. that's, that's another story another day. But no, it, it's, it's just the, the analogy I gave is just to, just, I guess, just to paint a picture in people's heads that right. if you ignore and numb yourself to pain, then sure you can say yeah you're a tough person you your tolerance for pain is high but the cost of doing such a thing in the long run isn't healthy for you so even if you're not ready to address the pain that at that immediate moment it's definitely something you should prioritize as you move forward in life because you're not even going to realize how much it affects your everyday decision making 
and, and so many other things I mentioned before. So you got you to gotta address that pain. You have to. You mentioned uh, moving forward. Do you believe there is a way to redeem oneself if they are the abuser? Hmm. Okay. So redemption, right? <laughs> now, I guess this, I guess this goes. This is this goes into more based on like your philosophical beliefs, mm-hmm. and you know that's and that type of thing. Now, right. I, I will I will say this: every human being that walks this planet from time memoriam until 2021 mm-hmm. has the capacity to change. Right. However, outside of things that you know can't be helped, physical, mental, otherwise. Every individual has the capacity to change. Now, when it when it comes to when it comes to abuse, you know, or you know, this sort of thing, you know, we, we we first have to understand that everyone can change, but but most people choose not to. You know, mm-hmm. if you are the if you are the victim of an of an abusive situation, you're you're not responsible for creating that change for that person, you know, but you are responsible, you know, for your reaction to their willingness. Mm-hmm. Uh, or unwilling or unwillingness mm-hmm. in some cases <laughs> um you know mm-hmm. to change um you know an- another another important factor that i think everyone should remember you know is that the abuser does you know does does not uh if the abuser does not admit um acknowledge or, or view their behaviors um as abuse um or, or even problematic mm-hmm. you know then chances are very low you know that they will change um I, I still I firmly believe you know you know everyone uh, has to remember you know that a, a person's uh, consistent actions you know not just their words um, or uh, occasional attempts you know to, to pacify you is, is, you know is what will show you you know that that person is willing to change you know if, if they continue to use you know their old manipulative ways you know it isn't change you know it, that's that's not what it is. Now, if they don't accept, you know, responsibility for the way that they've hurt others, you know, it, it doesn't change as well. Right. And if, if they say they're, quote, working on it, but you never see the work, it doesn't right. change. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you were speaking to the choir, yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like, I've, I've heard it all, I've seen it, you know. Now, uh, you know, given, you know, that abuse can happen in, in all forms, you know, uh, the toll it takes on the victim, you know, and, and others affected by it has long-term effects you know the abuser you know that wants to redeem themselves has to separate you know from the environment in which they cause so much damage you know the victim needs time and space to heal separate uh, from the person you know that caused so much hurt so if that person right. who unfortunately is the abuser now uh, they have the abuser has to forgive themselves for what they did that's the only way they're going to be able to move on uh, recipients and victims or those affected by it has to forgive the, you know, the abuser, not because, oh, you have to, it's the quote unquote, you know, religious or Christian thing to do. No, right. that's, that's an open admission for yourself to say, I'm not going to let this situation hinder me for the rest of my life. It's Taking to help responsibility, you responsibility, right? Exactly. For your yeah. own happiness and your sanity. Your own happiness. Yes. Exactly. So a per, I believe everyone has the capacity to change. And also, uh, I guess on the other this might be controversial, but on the other side of it, we have to allow these individuals, if they are willing and doing all the work necessary to make that change, we cannot deny them the right. opportunity to change. Now, on the, on the, on the same <laughs> spectrum, if that person is changing and you say, hey, well, go change over there because I need space and time to heal, 
then that's your right. You can do that. But right. to say, oh, you'll never change. Ooh, careful condemnation. Right. I mean, I've said, we've all said that. I've definitely, I've said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, it's, it's just something, and that's something I've learned after, you know, after doing, going through 31 levels, you know, up until this point. So it's not like something I just, I always knew. I had to learn that through trial and error myself and through observation and through listening to understand people rather than listening to fix people's issues. Oh, so, I love that. I love that. <laughs> There's a difference. There's different kinds of mm-hmm. listening. So, so these are things that I've just accrued, you know, through, through my own experiences. You know, I'm, I'm not a perfect person. I know based on my tweets and, and my, my, my platform, you know, I, I, there's a lot of goodness that comes out of it, but that's literally a person who has both suffered and has uh, made mistakes along the way mm-hmm. and just choosing, you know, to live the rest of, live the rest of their days, just providing as much assurance and, and comfort, knowledge, et cetera, uh, to other people. So well, yeah, that, people can change. With that being said, uh, why do you think it's important to seek help? And this goes, this question goes for both. So the abuser and the abused. It's important. It's important to seek help um, because as many as many as much as we like to believe that uh, you know we can do this on our own. Now I know there's a lot of strong people that listen, you know, to your to your podcast. Like, I've got say, you don't got to be shy. I'm just saying, it's like, I've gotten here by myself, you know, right. I, mean, I had no help. I had no help. So why do I need to start now? Well, because you don't know everything. And, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Like, you don't know what you don't know. And when you don't, when you find out you don't know something, you learn something new. So, you know, no, no one is meant to be an island. That's that's my whole point. No one's, no one's meant to be an island. You know, though we sail on these waters called life, it's more worth living having someone that can help you see how much you can get from life when you sail those waters. Preach like, it. When you share, <laughs> when you share an experience, you have a shared experience with someone. When you just by conversation or through circumstance, like you and I, like we 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 just discovered how much. Uh, we're alike in a lot of ways and, and even so how much we're different you know um through our own experiences and uh the things we believe in that sort of thing right. and i think that's the that's the beauty of it is like right. okay it's not i'm not the only one that's gone through this someone understands someone quote gets me they get it and when you whether it's through therapy or group therapy or finding a new hobby or maybe a combination of things all that's very important because you're not meant to be alone. So if I have to be in your life, like you said, the Phoenix, or if, if I can be your candle mm-hmm. in in these dark times, and or maybe even that star or wh- whatever form that can help you light the way until you find that place of safety and security, then yeah, I would definitely say do it. I would definitely say do it. Whether it's a lack of, re- whether you don't know about the resources or whether you don't know who to talk to first, I always encourage every single person who's ever gone through it to mm-hmm. at least try. You don't, it doesn't work until you try. It doesn't work until you try. That hits home, yeah. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people think that, I forget how the quote goes, but there's, um, I think it's an old ancient oriental gentleman that says, uh, it seems impossible until it's done. And it's like, it's, it's true. You know, sure. we can sit here sure. and, and make up all the excuses in the world to justify why we won't do something versus why we will. 
What do yeah. you have to lose? Like I, 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 I tell people all the time, I said, you said tomorrow or yesterday. Uh, <laughs> so, oh, I like that. <laughs> you, said, you said tomorrow or yesterday. So when's it going to happen? Like, I don't mean to pressure you, force you to do something to be ready. But right. if I ask you out of 31 days or 30 days in a month, and I say, hey, so are you going to do that thing? I'm not here to annoy you. I'm here to just remind you that, you know, the only way you're going to get out of it is to go through it. So when are you going to do it? You know, are you going to go to that first session? Are you going to make that phone call? Are you going to admit that you need help? Mm-hmm. You know, and for some people, it's like it's like they have a, they go through this mental tug of war in their heads. It's like, no, me admitting I need help is me being weak. No, it really isn't. Well, no, and it's like, no look one, around. No look at the exactly. waves you're making, cause and effect. Look yes. around you. If your life's falling apart. And and for a lot of us, it's like, well, it is, and it's not my fault that I'm not talking to you. But if your life is falling apart and you're starting to see a pattern and that pattern is directed towards your actions done by you, yes, there's a conversation that you and your soul need to have. Point Ooh, blank period. Right. Point that's blank period. True. And you know what I'm saying? And I've had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, all right, girl, what do we need to do? Like, we need to do something because this ain't right. working. <laughs> we need to do right. something else, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and it's and okay. I'll, it really is because I'll also say this as well. Um, another major, another thing that could really, I'm not saying it's going to be the end all be all, but one thing as well for individuals who are victims of abuse, um, patience and consistency. Mm-hmm. If you have a friend that's in an abusive relationship, for instance, and they say, I'm going to leave this person, mm-hmm. understand they're not going to leave the first. Now, now, you may get the golden egg the first time and they say, nah, I'm done. And they leave and they don't come back. Now, uh, kudos and major applause to that person leaving the first time around. But it's not the same for, for so many others. No, Sometimes it took me the second time. Second time for, okay, so second time for you. Yeah. So some people may be six, maybe nine. Yeah. And you know, I can understand how in this situation where you care and you love and you love someone so very much, where you say, "Okay, I've been here, I've heard it all before. Is this really going to happen?" Maintain that level of patience and compassion you had at the very beginning. You never know when that breakthrough is going to happen. Now, if you're, if it's taking too much out of you emotionally, then help that person find someone else that could help them cross that bridge. You know, of mm, their life. Yeah. You know, if it's starting to affect you adversely, you don't have to. Um, to come to the pain as well, but right. don't lose hope or faith in that person because remember, you're not in that person's position to where that person who, and I guess I'll just just go into this real quick. So when you when you, when you care about somebody, when you love someone, remember, love is a it's a big deal. That mm-hmm. is vulnerability at its purest. To say it goes for family I know too. This per- yeah. Oh yeah. So I have these. I I see this person or these people. I love them very much, which means I'm giving something of myself that I can't manifest until I uh, through consistency and trust big deal um, to create and to sustain with that person or a group of people and then when you're vulnerable that means you're taking a risk not just physically but emotionally and spiritually as well you're opening yourself mm-hmm. up to receive whatever that person is giving so when you take something as pure as that as beautiful as that and that individual for whatever reason decides to shatter or uh warp that person's perspective and view on being vulnerable that person is now essentially uh, metaphorically speaking been been poisoned so now they don't know what to think everything they thought they knew is not the way it is now so their whole reality has now been warped from this sort of experience 
And so they find ways to justify it. Oh, it's because mm-hmm. I did this. This is why it's going on. Let mm-hmm. me find my let me find and fight my way back mm-hmm. to that moment when I was being treated with respect and loved and and and, and it's in the past for a reason. Off. It's in the exactly. past. Exactly. So they want to go back to that point. So that is so then the sometimes the abuser will do everything they can to keep that person wanting and looking for that security that they once had. Mm-hmm. So can't don't refrain if you can from judging those people in those situations. I know there's a lot of people. I don't think there's any person I've ever come across in my life, and I, I can say this for me with from my abuse, um, that said, yeah, I like being abused. I, I don't I've never come across anyone like now i'm talking about snm stuff that's a, i was that's gonna say we there same. are a group of people but we're gonna leave that on the other the side same. of the mountain <laughs> right now right that's not the same i wish that i could as, do as soundboards and like well I, i'll figure it out you know episodes later okay. but i'm gonna figure that out because i have a perfect command for that and it would have been so oh, beautiful right then and there. i got you yeah so, <laughs> no because it's like it's like for me um i as a kid you know like you your parents are the first people that you develop real relationships with. You know, if you're a little boys, you know, the mother is the first relationship they form mm-hmm. with the woman. Their fathers. So, let's say your father or mother has a traumatic past and they un- were unable to get out from under those demons or live above them mm-hmm. or, the, or ex- extinguish them. Mm-hmm. So they live through their demons. They enact these horrible actions upon you that scar you mentally emotionally mm-hmm. and it's now me from from given my background and i don't mind i don't mind sharing these these aspects with it i start naked before uh at cold water before breaking belts uh yep well my many stepfathers growing up would place their foot on my neck and hang me up. You ever, you ever seen, you ever gone to a farm and seen, yeah, uh, a, a, a little pig and that sort of thing, a little, yeah. little piglet, that sort of thing. Yeah, that was me. I've had that happen. Oh man, I've, I've been left downtown in major metropolitan areas before because I said something that was not my mother's liking. Now it's not like I called her angry, which is so. I feel that. Like, oh. Okay. Like, oh, okay. That. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that like, old okay, school so generation parenting. I feel that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. So that's how you feel. Didn't leave, didn't get out the car. And so mm-hmm. I got to walk 10 miles, you know, home. Now, mind you, at the time these things were happening, I'm eight. And another time it happened, I was 12. And another time I was 16. Mm. So I'm at different ages and I'm walking by myself, um, you know, many miles uh, across town. To get back to my house, um, I've had to uh, sleep out in the front yard um, when my mom wouldn't let me in because I came home late, you know, and that sort of thing. That I, happened, I've had yeah. A, a lot of things. I've had to sleep in the other car, you know, get the blanket in the back seat, you know, prepare mm-hmm. myself just in case everything, anything went down. Um, you know, even I'll even say this, and I, and, and I warn you all, I, I don't, I don't mean to tra- traumatize you in any way, shape, or form, um, but. You know, was even put in a in a in a, in a dog cage at one point. Because apparently, yeah. when you disrespect someone that's your that's your your parent, you know, you're not supposed to check them respectfully if they ever do wrong. And I've had, I've, I've been in those before. Yeah. So I I, I don't like those cages. I don't like. So, um, but somehow somehow, despite all of that, 
I'm I'm still here. And mm -hmm. my story is one of many traumatic stories you probably mm -hmm. hear from people if you sit down and just listen to them. Yeah. And, and you look at that person and say, how in the hell are you still here? Mm -hmm. Or smiling. Smiling or helping others or the capacity to love right. despite all of that because your pain, your past does not define you. Thank you. Because it does not define you. That's why. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm just saying, amen. So many people want to blame. No, you need to be above it. It needs to be the reason why you are, not even the reason why you are, but the reason as to what helped you get to the place that you got and helped you grew to the person yes. you came to be. Not yes. because of that. No, it was right. just one step along the way of that process. Um, I, I, I'm so glad that I am blessed to know people like you and many others that you'll come to hear on these next few episodes. Seriously, <laughs> because <you>. this <laughs> is this is real. You know, people need to understand that there's two sides to a story all the time. And when we're talking about abuse, it is important to know, yes, what goes through the abuser's mind. It will help you, the abused, to better understand it's not you. Yes. It's not you. Are, you. you are not responsible for the pain that that person carries. Amen. You are not responsible for that. You know, a lot a lot of things like my granddad's always tell me is it's not your it's not your fault, but it is your problem. Um, <laughs> the, the, the people, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm telling you, my it, grandfather it, it, used to say that too. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So, wow. we, we, so we, we come, we come from, the, we come from a, a same class of people there, right? So, yes. I didn't understand that as a kid. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Like, it's not my, it's not my fault, but it is my problem. Right. What, what that, what, what I understand now is, is that let's, if you are, let's say, a recipient of, of, of abuse, or let's say you're a person that has dealing with trauma and has issues communicating with or trusting people it's not your fault that you went through that because you didn't deserve to go through that mm -hmm. when i say trauma, i mean is you have an inherent healthy responsibility to address these issues so that what affected you doesn't spread because abuse is poison mm -hmm. you don't want to see want to kill the poison as fast as you can or as efficiently as you can you don't want it to spread so if you're the most recent uh, recipient of a long line of people who are abused then take it upon yourself whenever you through your friends or resources to stop the cycle with you so that way no one else has to deal with what you dealt with um you know for, for whatever reason yeah you, you don't ha you don't have to you know push through that and also real quick since we're talking about you know the old, the old generation have you noticed um the more you talk to people around like around your age and my age and stuff like that mm. the more people you talk you notice how there's an entire generation of, and not to generalize everybody, but a good bit of people from the previous generation are some of the most emotionally unavailable people you've ever had the experience of being around. Yes, definitely. You know, like, like oh, I don't have time to cry. Hold them tears. Yeah. You know, I had to work hard. Oh, I understand. You know, especially for my, my you know, parents, minorities. Not every minority right. parent was. But yeah, you're living in an era. Oh, well, good chunk a lot of, of them. Your, yeah. Right. You live in an era where a lot of your heroes were were killed and beat, sent to jail, and so on and so forth. Okay. And the world, uh, especially on this side of the world, you know, uh, didn't like you for the way you looked or whom you choose to love and that sort of thing. So, your experiences um, hardened you. Yeah, it made you tough as nails on the outside, but it made you 
emotionally available for the people who stood up with you during those times at home. I really, I really wish and encourage more people, especially if you have, if you're raising, especially parents who are raising, not just young children now, but parents who have grown children at this point in their lives. I know some say, oh, I'm stuck in my ways. No, that's an, don't use that as an excuse. I don't care how old you get. You're never too old to learn, never too young to teach. Um, right. Okay. Um, learn to talk and listen. Just learn to talk and listen. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And, and I'm so glad that more than one person, you know, will be on this so that in the end you're going to, hear, to it. Me too. <laughs> I, like, and I have to put all of it together. And honestly, I'm glad that everybody's been so patient because once I put all of these yeah. sound bites together, I know that people are going to not only listen to this, but they're going to feel it between all of the different people's stories and points of view. And I'm, I really can't wait. And I can't thank you enough for sharing your background and taking the time. I know it's been chaotic to get us two even in a room <laughs> together. Oh, my God. Like, and you, even now I'm struggling the, with background noise and things you happening. Are the, eagle, <laughs> you are the eagle that flies above the sky. Uh, beautiful, beautiful you. to see whenever you catch one. If you ever catch an eagle flying, it's one of the most beautiful things you've ever seen. Right. But it is so because they fly so high up, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to actually reach out to them. So when you finally see one up close, it's like... <gasps> My life has come full circle. So that's what's like work. That's what's like with you. Like I know you work extremely, extremely hard. And when I, you know, talking to you on a personal tip, of course, there's a lot of things that people don't know that you have to wrestle with um, on a day by day basis. So mm. I'm just happy that you um, and I did this. I didn't care how long it took. <laughs> I was gonna wait and be <laughs> <Yeah>. patient. <laughs> like I had nothing else to do. <laughs> um, but I, this is something I really wanted to help contribute to. Yes, and I'm so glad. I'm I'm so thankful. Yeah. So thank you so much. And um, I will let you know when we post this, guys. If you're listening, I will include all this information in the description box as well. And yeah. I am so grateful again to have you all that are listening. Uh, make sure that you take everything that we've been saying with a grain of salt. Um, we're you know this is all to help you, no matter right. what side of the fence you're on. This is to help you grow to be a better person, and that's all we both care about. So thank you again, Liquid. Hope you have a good rest of your evening. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me and guide us guide us to be better because that's all this is about, right? We're just growing. That's right. We're, going, we're growing and glowing up in here. <laughs> all right. Well, you have a good rest of your night. And, guys, again, this is Professor Liquid. I will include all of his socials in the description box. And then we will move on to our next interview.